guys, it's Simon. This is Porcelain Unlimited. As we are here on the 8th of July, yeah, 8th of July, 2022, to talk about, well, the latest news in professional wrestling, because this is the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. Do you want to say thank you to Jimmy Too Sweet, who just subscribed here on Twitch for three months in a row now. Also, yes, Jimmy says, please no Thor 4 spoilers. Yes, I've already seen the movie twice. No spoilers. People are not going to want to be spoiled in the chat. So no Thor Love and Thunder spoilers. I mean, nothing spoiler to me after seeing it twice, once in theaters and once at home. Because literally we went and saw it in theaters. Took the kids, or my son, to football practice. Came back home and they were like, can we watch Thor again? Do we got it? Do we got it? I'm like, uh, we can watch it. We've got a copy. So we watched Thor twice. We watched Thor Love and Thunder twice in a, let's see, a 4.35. Six, seven hour period. We watched it twice. Literally. Saw it, went to the theater, saw it, jetted over to football practice. Football practice ended, came back home, had dinner, poof, watched Thor again. So, dirty and sweet as far as the movie goes. Really good, not great. Says I heard it's a great movie. No, it's not a great movie. It's a lower level MCU movie in my opinion. And I've talked to a couple other people that have seen it as well and said the same thing. It is a good movie, not great. Sometimes the comedy is a little overdone and overshadows what's the real story of this movie. When, when people say, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, when people say Thor Ragnarok was a spot on Taika Waititi movie, this was a Taika Waititi movie with a comedy ramped up to uh, Disney didn't give him any guidelines. That's what it was. Because in the first one, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, Disney let Taika Waititi go Taika Waititi, but pulled some reins a little bit. This one, they didn't pull any reins. They said, do whatever you want. And boy, did Taika Waititi do what he wanted with that comedy. I'll just say, sometimes the comedy, a little much, and some jokes, they sit on for a little too long. But... Really good movie. Super fun. Would not say not watch it. I would encourage everybody to go watch this movie, but I wouldn't call it a great movie, and I wouldn't call it a great MCU movie. I would call it really good, super fun. But with that, I want to say thank you to everybody who is watching live, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, or everybody watching and listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. Yes, Jimmy Two Sweet, we're always live after SmackDown. Don't review Rampage, because Rampage is a very nothing-happening show. I heard her spoilers, and I'm not going to say it, but they do maybe set something up for the ROH pay-per-view, but I'll say it right here. ROH and the build for this pay-per-view is nothing more than background noise in AEW. That's all it is. Building up this next Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view for Ring of Honor is nothing more than, oh, very missable background noise within AEW. Like, it kind of ticks me off when Jonathan Gresham, the champion, 
is standing there in front of a sign or a wall that says it's posted with AEW and Rampage graphics. And he's going, I am the foundation in, in Ring of Honor. And everybody knows that I run this company and that I'm the one that's making pro wrestling great again. And then Tully Blanchard will walk up. This is from like last week or the week before. So everyone's probably seen this already. Tully Blanchard will walk up. Everyone knows that and Tully Blanchard's like, I am the number one guy here. And my guys are the best thing going in Ring of Honor. And I'm like, how are we supposed to take any of this seriously when you're standing in front of a AEW Rampage background? You literally sound like a bunch of cosplayers that go, oh, uh, we got this background, but we're going to pretend we're Ring of Honor instead because that's different. We got, it's like back in the day when people would run forums and have Be The Bookers. you never seen a Be The Booker, basically fantasy wrestling you go draft a, a roster whether that's with made-up wrestlers or real wrestlers from different promotions and you just throw them all together so like in 2005 you'll see a be the booker where john cena is defending the wwe championship against aj styles at wrestlemania while at the same time kurt angles defending the tna championship at wrestlemania against chris jericho or something and that's what ring of honor feels like to me right now a be the booker where there's just a bunch of guys in, in AEW and they go, you know what, let's play around and pretend we've got a different company here. That's all it feels like to me. That's all it really feels like to me. It doesn't feel like a, a Ring of Honor is anything viable anymore other than a name that people can play with. That's it. That's it. And it feels like a lot of background noise on AEW. And I think the Briscoe said it greatly when they said in their promo, you want to mention our names on national television at 10 o'clock at night and not tell us something's going to happen, not tell us and have us aware that we're going to get called out to have people having to call us. Hey, did you see what happened on this? Basically, Frisco's saying, we don't watch Dynamite, but apparently our name was brought up and we got phone calls about it. Like, Jesus. Jesus freaking Christ. Anyways. You are watching live. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. You can help us out a number of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can be like WWE fan 34 recently did with a tier one subscription. Or you can be like Jimmy Too Sweet today and use your Amazon Prime. Because all you got to do is take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom. Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things, especially this month, especially next week with Prime Day. Because if you have Prime Gaming, if you link your Amazon account, and you link your Twitch account, you're going to get a lot, and I mean a lot, of cool and free games coming up like Next week, you're going to get games like Star Wars, Republic Guardian. You're going to get Grid Legends. You're going to get the Mass Effect Trilogy. You're going to get Rain World. You're going to get Metal Slug 2. And so many other games like a butt ton of free games next week if you have Amazon Prime and link it to your Twitch account for Prime Day. So many free games. Also, you get free stuff for games like Fall Guys, Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, Valorant, New World, and so much more. Plus, you get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it if you did right here 
Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But also remember to get a Prime Gaming account. It doesn't even have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your best friend, your best friend's wife, your best friend's wife's mom, your best friend's wife's mom's brother's boyfriend's sister, anybody, anybody. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account. But if you do follow us on YouTube, you can head over there and hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more this week. Well, actually, I'm not sure when it's going to go up, but either Sunday night or Monday morning, most likely Monday morning because Sunday is my son's birthday. Monday morning, we will have our review of the Undertaker biography which will go up exclusively early for Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited or um, channel member subscribers. <clears throat> we will be doing a review of every A&E WWE biography this season. I'll do an individual review for every episode that will go up exclusively early on Patreon or for channel members. We'll get those a few days later. And then at the end of the season, we'll do a few full retrospective of the whole season in every biography. Those, that's some extra content you can get by being a Patreon subscriber or a channel member. Also, remember, our Money in the Bank graphics are up. If you guys need some graphics for Money in the Bank, well, use ours. By heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited and subscribing at the second tier or higher. I mean, what other wrestling news channel, A, creates their own custom graphics for every WWE and AEW pay-per-view, and B... Gives them to you to use yourself. None. No one. Nada. That's exclusive to us. That nobody else does. Also, finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that's a new game, an old game, a free game, or claiming some bucks. You need bucks for Fortnite? You need bucks for, for Fall Guys? Well, use the creator code PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us when spending money through the Epic Game Store, whether that's the Epic Game Store launcher on your computer or through Fall Guys Rocket League and Fortnite on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch. But with that, we got to get to the pertinent news. The big story of the day that woke me up because I had a bunch of people blowing my phone up about this. Vince McMahon and more of his hush money NDAs. The Wall Street Journal put up a post today talking about three new claims against Vince McMahon, and I'm going to read what I wrote up on PW, uh, pwunlimited.co today. But the full story is up at the Washington, uh, Wall Street. I don't know why I keep saying that. I keep saying Wall Street Journal, Washington. Nope. It is Wall Street Journal. I keep mixing it up for some reason. Damn dyslexia. Wall Street Journal has the full report. I'm going to read my corroborated, not corroborated, my aggregated report here on PWUnlimited. Last month, a report came out from the Wall Street Journal that Vince McMahon had agreed to pay $3 million to a former employee he was sexually involved with in order for her to sign a non-disclosure agreement to not talk about said relationship. Since then, the WWE board of directors have begun investigating into an NDA and have reportedly uncovered three more NDAs over the past 16 years. According to a new report from the Wall Street Journal, they are now reporting that Vince McMahon has roughly paid 12 to $12.5 million over the last 16 years to women agreeing to sign NDAs regarding sexual misconduct and infidelity allegations. The report states 
that there are now four types of these payments that have been paid by McMahon. The one previously known with the paralegal and three new ones in the article posted today. The new report states that McMahon, first off, was involved with a former wrestler who they stated McMahon, quote, coerced into giving him oral sex and demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters. In 2018, she agreed to a $7.5 million agreement per the report after her and her lawyer approached McMahon about the incident. She agreed to the payment and signed an NDA to stay quiet. Now, here's what I think on this one. And again, no inside knowledge on my note or on my part. I feel like her and her lawyer went to Vince and goes, we're going to go public with this. And he goes, well, what do you want? How much? What is it going to cost you? Or what is it going to cost me? I think that's what happened with this one. They were going to go public with it six years later, I think it is. 16, 17, 18. Let me do the math here. I'm not good at math. 10, 17 years later-ish. 15, 16, 17 years later. Um, another case has to do with a WWE contractor who said uh, who shared unsolicited nude photos of McMahon with a company. She stated that he had sexually harassed her on the job. In, 20, in 2008, she had agreed to sign a non-disclosure agreement for the payment of $1 million. The final one regarding McMahon in this report was with a former manager. Now, we don't know if that is a like business manager or if this is a wrestling manager. We don't know what that actually means. But they state that a manager that worked with Vince McMahon for 10 years he was reportedly, uh, McMahon reportedly initiated a sexual relationship with her. And in 2006, she agreed to a $1 million payment to sign an NDA. Yet, McMahon is not the only one that is being looked at for NDAs here. As well, there's one on John Laurinaitis. This states that they, uh, McMahon is not the only one, but well, let me, hold on. I, I may have written, written this wrong. Oh, okay. They note that back in 2012, a non-disclosure agreement was reached with an employee who claimed misconduct on John Laurinaitis. In that incident, a $1.5 million agreement was made for the person to sign an NDA and not speak about the Laurinaitis incident. Yet, interestingly enough, in 2012, that is when the first time John Laurinaitis stepped down as head of talent relations did happen. Now, John Laurinaitis resumed his role as talent, head of talent relations in 2021 before, well, just a couple of weeks ago, resigning from the, well, not resigning from that role, being put on administrative relief, pulled from the role and replaced with Bruce Pritchard. Uh, in closing, the article notes how the WWE board directors are currently investigating the cases with the former wrestler and the paralegal specifically, along with a case involving John Laurinaitis as well. Now, it's not that they're not looking into the other cases as well, but it's those are the ones they're mainly focusing on. Mainly. We do know that the original investigation did start back in April, but it is unclear when these other three allegations and NDAs were uncovered. We don't know if they were just uncovered in the last week 
last three weeks, last four weeks, or right away after the first NDA was sent to them and they started the investigation. So boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. And we do have more on this per Fightful as Fightful did write the following. Vince McMahon is in the headlines yet again as Wall Street Journal learned about additional NDAs tied to allegations and, and sexual misconduct from longtime WWE figurehead Vince McMahon. Upon publishing the story, Fightful was contacted by multiple WWE staff, including some who had remained quiet in the past about McMahon's handling of the situation. One told Fightful that they wished that they'd spoken up sooner and said that McMahon's response would often go from, quote, no-selling the whole thing to, quote, being defiant. They also said that after Vince McMahon's, quote, pointless June 17th appearance, he returned to the gorilla position and shouted out, fuck him! Seemingly in response to the allegations that caused his insistence to appear, caused his insistence to appear on television. McMahon has appeared on three episodes of Raw and SmackDown total since then and made a rare public appearance at UFC 276. He's scheduled to be at the site of SmackDown on Friday night, but we don't know if he's appearing on screen. Now, according to PW Insider, hour and a half ago, Vince had not been seen at SmackDown yet, as of an hour and a half to two hours ago. So, whoo, interesting. But we're not done yet. WWE also sent out the following statement to their staff, employees, whatnot, according to PW Insider. PW Insider writes, WWE issued the following memo to their employees stating, The Wall Street Journal has published a second story with expanded details on its initial WWE report last month. We want to reiterate that we, and our board of directors take these allegations seriously. We've been cooperating fully with the investigation led by our board of directors and will continue. Excuse me, and we'll continue to do this until its conclusion. Please know that upon its conclusion, WWE leadership will make itself available to answer any questions you may have. Thank you. So there we go. That's everything we do know so far about the newest I guess you could say allegations on Vince McMahon. Now there are four different allegations. One with a former wrestler with the total payment of 7.5 million. One with a former paralegal payment upwards of, so payment of 1 million paid with 2 million more to be paid over five years. A contractor, $1 million and a manager, $1 million equaling seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 and a half million dollars plus a $1.5 million hush money payment. John Laurinaitis. Well, regarding John Laurinaitis, we don't know where that money came from. That one, we don't know if it came from WWE, they paid it, it came from Vince and Vince paid it, or if Laurinaitis himself paid it. That is something we also do not actually know. We know that at least the first WWE one that was originally reported, not the first one overall, but the first one reported, Vince paid himself or was planning to pay himself. So we'll see where it all goes. But I don't know. I do not know. Give me one quick second, guys. Um, I'm getting a message here that I need to respond to. 
Alright, cool. So, Vince, where does this lead to? I don't know. I mean, again, they can't just outright, well, they can, but it's not going to be easy for the board directors to just go, Vince, you're fired. Vince, you're gone. Vince, you're out. Because A, Vince has 80% voting power. And in that voting power, Vince McMahon could do a couple of things. Either just not want to get voted out and so not vote himself out. Or if they find out that Vince McMahon used company funds for any of these payments, then they can maybe vote him out and fire him, get him fired. But here's the thing with 80%, when it's time to re-vote for new board members, Vince can go, you, 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 you all voted me out. You're fired. You're gone. I'm going to put you, you, you in your place. Put me back in my position. And there you go. That's all they got to do. That's really all they got to do. That's all Vince has to do. Vince just has to basically say, hey, Everyone against me, you're out. I'll put in new yes men. That's it. That's all they got to do. So, yes, it's very bad on Vince. And first thing first, first thing first, I'm not going to even try to go, oh, I think, you know, the former wrestler might be this, this, this. I've actually got three messages from random people on Twitter and one on Instagram going, hey, do you know who the wrestler is? Do you know that? These women were under WWE contract in 2005, but these ones weren't in 2006. Which one is it? And I go, first off, I'm not even looking at your list because I don't care. Secondly, don't make baseless comments. Don't make baseless allegations because especially when this woman is under an NDA and can't defend herself anyway. So don't go, I do not. And again, one, I had three people ask me who I think it is and one person send me a list of these women were under contract to WWE in 2005. These women weren't in 2006. Who do you think it is? I'm not even looking at that because that's freaking ridiculous. It's not my job to know who it is. It's not my job to report who it is. They're under an NDA. They can't say anything. So it's not like they can go out and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, blah, 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 blah. They can't go out and, oh, how do I explain this? Defend themselves. So I'm not going to even try to guess because there's probably a number of women that it could be. I just, uh, I don't know. And for people to message me and ask me who I think it is or say, you should know, who is it? Or send me a list of cross-examinate who you think it is. No, no. And if I see any of those comments, whether that's on this video or any other videos talking about this, they'll be deleted. And if you do it again after I delete your comment, you'll be banned from commenting. So, again, it's not my job to A, know who it is, to care who it is. It's not my job to know if Vince and Linda have a open relationship or if this is considered cheating or not con or not considered cheating. It's not my job to know if this had an effect on their marriage or not. I don't care. For all we know, it's an open relationship and Linda don't care what Vince does. 
But that's not my job. My job is to report that this happened and that it could affect the company and how it could affect the company. Because now we're going to get into that, how this could affect the company. And there are a couple of different things. This could affect the company either on a sponsorship level. It could affect the company on a big time wrestler that they want to work with them. They may not want to work with them or a TV level. So let's talk sponsor level for a second. Hey, sponsors could say, you know what? This is not good looking. We don't want to be associated with misconduct allegations, and we don't want to be giving, we don't want our product to be like, they say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Say there's a big company that's been sponsoring WWE. And people now look at them, and actually we can use Snickers as an example because this has happened. WrestleMania 33, I think it was. Whichever one where they were going to do the Moolah Battle Royal. They did the... They announced the Fabulous Moolah Women's Battle Royal. And immediately people were like, what? You're going to praise Moolah? Moolah was basically a sex trafficker within professional wrestling. Well, news of that got to Snickers. And Snickers then went to WWE and said, you know what? Either change the name, don't promote Moolah, or we're not sponsoring WrestleMania. So something similar to that, and they ended up changing it to just the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. So something similar to that could happen here where it's either we're just going to fully pull our sponsorship because we don't want to be associated with this company and Vince McMahon or Vince goes or we go. That could also happen with television. Maybe Fox and NBCU wants to not be associated with Vince or WWE because of all this. Highly doubt NBCU does because if NBCU gets rid of WWE, that means no raw on USA and USA will no longer be considered a top tier cable network they'll really be bottom level because all they do is run lower level half-ass reality shows or reruns now the two big things that can really hurt this is john cena and the rock we know that wwe wants john cena we're gonna talk about a john cena story here in a moment we know wwe wants john cena to possibly wrestle SummerSlam, if not wrestlemania next year and we've heard all the stories of wwe wants roman versus rock excuse me but what if one, if not both, John Cena and The Rock go, you know, we see everything happening. Don't want to be associated with this right now. And we have an example of that from The Rock. When everything happened with Logan Paul and the whole filming of the dead Ch- Japanese body, The Rock's people reportedly went to Logan Paul and asked him, hey, We don't want to be associated with you anymore. The Rock doesn't want to be associated with you anymore. Can you please go and delete any photos of you and The Rock off your social media? Well, this could happen with WWE. The Rock and his people, or Cena and his people, can literally go to Vince and say, hey, or go to just WWE or whoever and say, hey, you know what? Right now, I don't think for my career and my image, it's the best for me to come in and say, yeah, I'll work with WWE and Vince McMahon. Maybe down the line things change. And we know Cena did come in for the 20 anniversary special thing the other week. So then you can go, well, Cena doesn't care. There's more to it now. It's not just the one that eventually people slightly started to forget about eventually. There's more here now. It's getting ramped up and even more might come out again. So there's that possibility of John Cena can say, you know what? I don't want to work with WWE right now. The Rock can say, you know what? I don't want to work with WWE right now. And that would be a big, big, big blow. That would be a big blow. Because if you 
as we saw last year, as we saw this year, Brock, no, Cena sells tickets. Last year when Cena was announced for his little mini tour going into SummerSlam, ticket prices or ticket sales skyrocketed. When they first announced we're going back on the road. Tickets got put on sale. They were doing okay. They then sent Cena's on this show, this show, this show, this show, this show, this show. <laughs> then this year, SmackDown in El Paso, I want to know. Somewhere that when, when John Cena was on Raw, not SmackDown, Raw the other week. Ticket sales were doing okay, if that. They're, they sold like three to 4,000 tickets. They then said, John Cena's going to be on this show in three weeks. They trip, almost tripled the ticket sales. Cena ended up selling alone four to 5,000, so maybe double, a little over double, four to 5,000 tickets for that show, in addition to what was already sold, the three to four. So Cena and Rock do big numbers and big money for WWE, but ugh, I don't know. Jimmy Tuesday says Laredo. That's right, it's Laredo, Texas. Thank you. So that's another thing that can hurt WWE is, well, they may lose out in having John Cena or The Rock work for them as well. But speaking of John Cena working for WWE, we got a new report here from a Fightful talking about Vince McMahon possibly flying to Canada to go actually speak with John Cena as Fightful writes the following. Vince McMahon is doing some traveling. Vince McMahon, uh, Fightful has learned that Vince McMahon is scheduled to travel from Fort Worth to Vancouver late Friday night after WWE SmackDown. We weren't given a specific reason, but told it likely has something to do with John Cena. And the word backstage was that was the reason for McMahon travel, McMahon's scheduled travel. <clears throat> We're far from conf confirmed the, uh, we've far from confirmed that or Peacemaker schedule. As of last week, Fightful was told that John Cena was confirmed for Summer, wasn't confirmed for SummerSlam. However, there were rumblings that they were going to try to nail him down for a WrestleMania match. Yet, there has been an update to this story in the last 10 minutes. Fightful then updates the story, stating, In an update from the original story, we're told Peacemaker isn't set to film for quite a while, and Vince McMahon's travel plans shifted from this weekend to next. Now, I had never heard myself that Peacemaker was starting to film soon, or anytime soon. Yet, John Cena's in the Wile E. Coyote Looney Tunes movie that is actually currently filming right now. That is something that John Cena's working on, not uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker did get renewed for a second season, but that's not filming anytime soon. So this report from Fightful kinda is a little off. I don't know where they heard the Peacemaker stuff because James Gunn is literally doing Guardians right now. So, yeah. John Cena's working on Wile E. Coyote and Looney Tunes with Warner Brothers, not Peacemaker. But Vince really, really, really wants to lock down John Cena for WrestleMania next year and is willing to travel to wherever John is to have a meeting with him. Kind of similar to the Cody thing. As we move forward, WWE this morning, well, actually in the last hour, announced a new match for SummerSlam. WWE has announced that the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships will be on the line at SummerSlam when the Usos defend against the Street Profits as WWE wrote the following. Undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, say there isn't a team in WWE who can beat them. 
after a controversial finish to their recent title match against the Street Profits and Money in the Bank. However, status as undisputed has now come into question. And that question will be settled one way or another in a rematch at SummerSlam. Usos have been on an absolute tear since becoming champions, overcoming the best that SmackDown has to offer in their record-setting reign, including unifying the Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships against RK-Bro and emerging victorious in a close battle with Shinsuke Nakamura and Riddle on the blue brand. Now, here's my thing about this. If this is just another straight-up tag team match, it's probably going to be great, but no. The Money in the Bank match was supposed to have a stip. There was literally a match. It was Montez Ford versus, I want to say, Jimmy Uso, where they literally said, they literally said, the winner of this match gets to make, or gets to, um, oh, how do I explain Pick the stip for the match and Money in the Bank. Like, really? It's to pick the stip. And then a stip was never picked. So hopefully, we get a stip for this match at SummerSlam. But as of right now, WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships will be on the line when the Usos defend against the Street Profits. As we move forward, shift a little bit of my notes around. Uh, a little bit of AEW news to talk about. Well, I guess you can call it Ring of Honor news. Maybe AEW news. Uh, Jonathan Gresham has been pulled from a recent tour in uh, Australia. The promotion, World Series Wrestling, currently in the midst of their Phoenix Rising Tour, which sees a lot of big independent wrestling names travel over there this week for this, um, for this tour. Yet, it seems like uh, current Ring of Honor champion Jonathan Gresham has been pulled from the tour because of eight W, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. The report claims that Gresham was pulled by Tony Khan's All Elite Wrestling as the company required him to be in the United States for the buildup for the next ROH pay-per-view, Death Before This Honor, on July 23rd. Gresham, well, actually, I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's a spoiler for tonight's Rampage. But Gresham is scheduled to be on Rampage and have a significant story arc happen on the show tonight. So with that, if you are in Australia and you are hoping to see Jonathan Gresham at the World Series of Wrestling Phoenix Rising Tour, well, Tony Khan has told him, you can't go. We need you to build up this Ring of Honor show, which it's like, really? For what? Like, the this, this show tonight, how long is this tour anyways? From what I was understanding is maybe a week. You can get him back in time for Wednesday. Let him go the weekend. Do a couple of dates and there you go. Tony Khan has pulled Jonathan Gresham from the World Series of Wrestling uh, Phoenix Rising Tour. Very interesting one there. Especially when you're not really using them that much anyways. Like, fuck off, Tony Khan. But with that, as we move forward, we got to talk about the sponsor of today's video. And this sponsor, well, it's FOCO. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. With a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Foco has major sport uh, has deals with major sporting brands and entertainment licenses at the disposal, along with a powerful infrastructure, a de dedicated team, and a broad variety of products. Foco is reaching new heights every single day. 
Whether you are a WWE, NFL, NBA, or even Nickelodeon fan, FOCO has something that will fit your fandom. Head over now to FOCO.com and check out all that they have to offer and let them know PW Unlimited sent ya. Again, head over to FOCO.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Whether you're looking to get a cool t-shirt, whether you're getting some toys for your kids, bobbleheads, collectibles, or more, let them know Pro Wrestling Unlimited sent ya. So with that... One second to respond to a message, and then we'll keep on keeping on, as Joe Dirt would say. So as far as this next block of news goes, we're going to talk about women's wrestling. We're first talk about an injured NXT superstar who could be returning soon, and that Zoe Dark. Zoe Stark has been out of action since Halloween Havoc 2021, where she last competed and sub, uh, subsequently suffered a, a knee injury. Now, it looks like she could be back soon, according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. Well, there's no timetable or time frame provided for Stark's return to the ring. It was noted that booking ideas have been discussed in returning or in regards to her comeback. Now, again, the Observer did not state when she would be returning or how soon she would be returning, but stated that she could be returning soon as now Book uh, Creative has been asked to come up with ideas on how to reintroduce her to NXT television. That's really good to see. Really, really good to see that Zoe Stark will be back sometime soon, most likely on the NXT television. Now, she's going to probably have to do so as a single star because we heard word over the last week that Io Shirai could be leaving WWE in August contract is coming up for expiration and there's no signs of her resigning as she has noted she wants to go back to japan but hopefully we get zoe stark back sooner rather than later i wonder exactly how they reintroduce her does it have to do with toxic attraction is it something completely different because remember last time we saw her she was working with toxic attraction as we move forward we got to talk about that very interesting news that came out this week with stardom and new japan pro wrestling during a press conference, I want to say Wednesday night, New Japan announced that moving forward, wrestlers from stardom will compete on New Japan of America cards. Now, there's a little bit of a, a question mark there on what that means. So before the pandemic, we all heard that we were going to get this new brand called New Japan of America and that New Japan wrestlers would come over and wrestle in America for on tours, quote unquote just like they do in Japan. But yet, the pandemic hit, that couldn't happen, and we ended up with New Japan Strong. But we don't know if they're eventually going to start doing these New Japan of America tours or if it's part of New Japan Strong, but they stated, quote, in adapting New Japan Pro Wrestling to the global standard and audience expectations, we will be seeing women's wrestlers from stardom in NJPW of America rings moving forward. Stardom wrestlers have not yet to appear in America as part of New Japan's touring efforts in the United States. Just the whole, they're gonna happen. And we do know with Forbidden Door, a lot of people were asking, get Stardom women on that show. Well, there are a couple things that that couldn't happen. Tony Khan said he reached out about it, but it couldn't happen because A, Stardom had a show the same day, and B, most of the Stardom talent, if not all Stardom talent, yet to get, were yet to get visas to work in America. Now, going forward, 
forward on all of this, some news on how this could affect and impact all elite wrestling. As Dave Meltzer wrote the latest in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. There's been communication between AEW and Stardom as of late. There are no deals, but we're told to expect something. There had been no talks in the past. We do know, though, that Stardom is interested in getting dates with some AEW women, notably Tony Storm. But we're told to expect some stuff to happen. Storm has said she's interested in working there as well. We also know that Thunder Rosa is going to go work in Japan. I don't remember exactly where, but we know that Thunder Rosa is going to go work some stuff in Japan. Hikaru Shida frequently goes back to Japan. And they had the whole AEW America, AEW Japan Women's Tournament that happened last year as well. Maybe they can do something with that tournament, but next time in conjunction with Stardom and uh, Wonder, uh, World Wondering. So we'll see where all that leads to, but it's very promising. That and as we've seen with the AEW New Japan relationship, I don't I don't expect a lot, but it would be really cool to see some integration of Stardom women coming and being on Dynamite and Rampage, and some AEW women going over there and being in Stardom wrestling a Stardom. Some that we've seen wrestle in Stardom in the past, like Tony Storm, and maybe some we haven't seen wrestle in Stardom in the past, like Anna Jay or I don't know if Britt Baker has or not. I don't believe she has. But that would be really cool. That would be really, really cool to see some of these AEW women go over there for a little while as well. And finally, the last story we do have to talk about, well, it's Naomi and Sasha Banks. This story got ramped up this week as well. So, as noted, I want to say yesterday by Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Johnson reports that, and this is as of yesterday, I'm reading it verbatim. Within the last 24 hours, it seems as if Sasha Banks and Naomi have been removed from internal WWE roster lists. Johnson also notes that PW Insider has learned of some rumblings of, of uh, Sasha Banks doing some, quote, signings outside of WWE this fall. So it looks as if, now we don't know 100% yet if this means they're done, they're gone. Sayonara. If they are no longer under contract with WWE or not, but there's a couple of things to look at here. A, Sasha Banks apparently was told on June 10th you can have your um, release, but they still needed to work out the agreement on terms. Then, with Naomi, we had heard that her contract was coming up within a couple of months from when they walked out. That would have been right around now, if not later this month. So, things could have happened to where, A, Naomi's contract got just not re-signed and she's done, and Sasha got her release and she's done. We don't know that for a fact. But that seems like what this could have been. Now, speaking of Sasha Banks, WWE reportedly again has removed Sasha Banks from history. I do got to pull up two different videos here that are very interesting to show you guys. So let's pull up this video and let's pull up the second video. Because when... Talking about, you know, top 10 page moments. Because WWE did that because Page is no longer with the company. They erased Sasha Banks from Page's history. So, let's pull up this video here first. And we go, boom, boom, boom. So, when Page returned in 2017, November of 2017, 
He returned and interrupted a match with Mickey James and Asha Banks. I'm going to play this loose and loud. Uh, loosely play this because, well, I don't want to get copyrighted. So, this is the original right here. So, we're going to scrub through this, you know. It's Sasha Banks, and it's Sasha Banks and Mickey James. They're both in the ring. Remember this. They're both in the ring. Paige comes out. goes, I'm back. And she starts cutting her promo. We cut to shots of Sasha and Mickey in the ring. Like we keep scrubbing. Sasha and Mickey in the ring. Well... WWE then posted a video talking about the top 10 moments in Paige's career. And we see this, right? We see this. And so you got Mickey James by herself laying in the ring. It then cuts to Paige. Cuts to Mickey by her Mickey by herself in the ring. Back to Paige. And then that's all they show. So, woof. WWE once again removing Sasha Banks from history as we saw a couple of weeks ago with SmackDown. They showed a picture of Raquel Rodriguez after she qualified for Money in the Bank. And someone had a big old Sasha Banks, Sasha Crew sign up. Well, in the photo, which I don't have on hand right now, it literally, you see the, the fan holding the sign, but the photo was Photoshopped, so the sign's just blank white. Doesn't say Sasha Crew on it. So, goddamn WWE, once again, trying to remove Sasha Banks from history. But with that, guys, that's it. That is going to wrap up a wrap-up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. Before we do go, we got SmackDown tonight. Tonight is Friday Night SmackDown. And we got four things technically announced for the show. One, makes no sense. First off, we know the maximum male models will be revealing their new tennis line. Roman Reigns will be appearing on the show. Liv Morgan, the new SmackDown Women's Champion, will be on the show. And we've got a number one contenders match where the winner will move on to Clash of the Castle on September 3rd to face either Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. This match is Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And I go, what? Why is this match happening tonight on SmackDown? Almost two months before that show why couldn't you have here's what i would have done either just okay it's drew and sheamus but not till SummerSlam. make this a big high stakes SummerSlam match or you could have done hey we're gonna do a four-man tournament we're gonna have i don't know sheamus versus ricochet and drew mcintyre versus Sami Zayn. the winners of that match will then move on to and like i said SummerSlam become the number one contender and because I, I always loved back in the day at w, with wwe when you would have your world title match on the pay-per-view but you would also have number one contender matches to know who is coming out of the pay-per-view your next challenger already you didn't have to wait till raw the next night or two nights later and go all right so who's going to randomly become the number one contender tonight no you would have these number one contender matches set up on the pay-per-view so you already know going into the next one's pay-per-view what we got why this match is happening tonight on SmackDown almost leads me to believe that some bullshit's going to happen and we're going to get another non-finish between Sheamus and Drew. I, I just have that feeling. This weird gut feeling. 
Like, why isn't this a big, high-stakes SummerSlam match? This would be a fantastic SummerSlam match that I thought was going to be a SummerSlam match. I didn't think it was going to be number one contender, but I thought you'd do Sheamus, McIntyre, SummerSlam, make like no holds barred or false count anywhere or something. Stream rules. Nope. We're just getting them randomly tonight on SmackDown in a number one contenders match two months before they're even going to get a shot and three weeks before we even know who the champion's going to be coming up when they get their shot. So we'll see how it goes. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you're watching live or if you're watching later, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or if you're listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. We will be back tonight for Friday Night Smackdown. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday or no, Friday. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you tonight or next time, depending on when and why and where you're watching this. Have a good one, guys.